uh, filled with carols. So we invite you to uh, join us next week. Again, your insert will have more details on that. Tonight, I would welcome you back to a special concert we're having here in the sanctuary. Our organist, uh, Elizabeth Pintar, will be playing. It is a shepherd's theme. Uh, besides organ and carols, there will be singing, handbells, and violin. So if you come join us at 7 o'clock tonight, uh, bring a plate of goodies with you when you come. There will be a time of fellowship uh, after the service. And my last announcement, um, transitions are not always easy, as we know. Uh, last Sunday, at our first service, we recognized uh, Diane Bowman, our Minister of Music, who has been our Chancel Choir Director and our Bell Choir Director for more than nine years. Uh, we recognized her service in our midst as her time with us will conclude at the end of December. Uh, today, I am happy to tell you that our search team has done its job, and uh, we have decided uh, after interviewing that Elizabeth, our organist, uh, she's not sitting over there, but that's, that's where the organ is, uh, has agreed to add to her Minister of Music plate by leading our chancel choir and our handbells as well as working with Carol, uh, with these uh, young people here in the Youth Handbell Choir. So we couldn't be more pleased uh, to welcome Elizabeth into this new position, and um, that our, the fine work of our choirs will continue on into the next year to inspire us in our worship of God. So I wanted to share that good news with you today. And with that, our service will begin with our Youth Handbell Choir, as they ring, Good King Wenceslas.
Thank you to our Youth Bell Choir. They've been together for less than a month. Yeah, so thank you very much, kids, for joining us, and Mitzi for filling in uh, for our Youth Choir today. We continue with the lighting of the Advent candle. I invite you to stand as you are able for a verse of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Come, strong branch of Jesse, free your own from Satan's tyranny. From depths of hell, your people save and give them victory over the grave. Rejoice, rejoice. Isaiah 9, 6-7 For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. We relight the candle of expectation and hope, recalling God's promise to send a Savior. We relight the candle of preparation and peace, remembering the voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. And now we light the candle of proclamation and joy, May our hearts be forever filled with the joy of his coming. Let's pray. Father, we are filled with joy because we have hope and peace that you have sent your son to all the world. Help us to be the voices that proclaim grace and truth. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. Shall come to you, O Israel. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Holy cause, 
flesh appearing. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. He has the Lord. Sing, choirs of angels, sing in exaltation. Sing, all ye citizens of heaven above. seated and I invite the children to come forward for the children's message. Good morning kids. How you doing today? Yeah, many of you are in the bell choir, the youth bell choir, and uh, what I didn't share with you is that they shared with us at our early service today. So they were here before 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, thank you for being with us and sharing uh, your music with us today as well. Now, the song that, uh, that was just rung, that most of you uh, helped ring in the service with, what was the song called? Yeah, Good King Wenceslas. Okay. Uh, now, does anybody know who this King Wenceslas is? Okay, we know he's a king. We know his last name starts with a W. It's hard to say. He was a good king. Are you guessing? Okay, you're guessing. Uh, so King Wenceslas, the legend says, was a Bohemian king. Now, you probably don't know what that means either, but like where the Czech Republic is, that's kind of where he came from, sort of a, a Eastern Europe area. He was a king, and he was going on the day after Christmas to bring gifts to a needy person, a poor peasant. And with King Wenceslas on his journey to give these gifts to a person who was in need was his servant. It was in the middle of winter. It was snowy and cold. And the servant who went with him became very weary and was about to give up. He was about to lay down in the snow and die. But the king said, follow my footprints in the snow. It will be easier for you to walk. And so the servant followed the king's footprints in the snow. And it was easier for the servant to continue on the journey. And they made it to where they were going to present these gifts to this person in need. Well, when I learned the legend of King Wenceslas and uh, what he did, am I saying that wrong? <laughs> Probably. Um, I've never been able to get that one right, I don't think. Uh, but when I learned the legend of that King W, I will say, uh, I, was, I was amazed by that story, and it also reminded me of the one we celebrate in this season 
As you look behind you, you see baby Jesus in the manger. Of course, we're awaiting Christmas Day uh, when we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Jesus, of course, is born to be our Savior, but also Jesus is our example. Jesus is our model. And like that servant of King W., if we follow in the footsteps of Jesus, that will lead us through difficult times as well. That will lead us to life. So that's the message I'd like to share with you today as we prepare to receive Jesus as as our King and to celebrate his coming. Let's have a prayer together. Dear God, thank you for the example you have given to us in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Help us to prepare our hearts to receive your coming. Amen. Okay, thank you kids for coming up. Have a wonderful time in Sunday school. Thank you, teachers. And now we continue with our call to confession on page three of your worship folder and up on the screen as well. In the presence of God and of one another, uh, let us confess our sins. God of compassion, you know how readily we turn aside from your call. You know how we doubt, fear, and hold back, even when you invite us into freedom and partnership with Christ. Forgive us, we pray. From this hour, may our confession be clear and our path of faith steady. We ask this in the name of Christ, our pioneer and friend. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, reaches down to us in love and forgiveness. In Christ, God came to be one with us and to bring us salvation. Trust in this truth. Never let it go. bitter weary ways endless striving day by day barely have the strength to pray in the valley low how hard your fight has been how deep the pain within wounds that no one else can see hurts too much to show all the doubt is standing in between all the way that brings you to your knees he knows he knows every hurt and every state he has walked in suffering he knows he knows let your burdens come undone lift your eyes up to the pain and near the brain but the dark begins to shrink when you find the one who knows the chains of doubt that held you in between one by one are starting to break free 
situation that we are in, our struggles and our joys. And more than that, it's who we are in Christ as we sing the song, Who Am I? Who am I that the Lord of all the earth would care to know my name, would care to feel my hurt? Who am I that the bright and morning star would choose to light the way for my ever-wandering heart? Not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. Not because of what I've done, but because of who you are. I am a flower quickly fading, here today and gone tomorrow. The wave tossed in the ocean, a vapor in the wind. Still you hear me when I'm calling. Lord, you catch me when I'm falling. And you told me who I am. Who am I that the eyes that see my sin would look on me with love and watch me rise again? Calm the sea would call out through the rain and calm the storm in me. It's not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. Not because of what I have done, but because of who you are. Catch me when I'm falling 
So Paul says, if the Lord is with me, who can be against me? Whom shall I fear? I am yours. We join together in the prayer of the day. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, you speak to us through the Holy Scriptures. Grant that we may hear, read, respect, learn, and make them our own in such a way that the enduring benefit and comfort of the word will help us grasp and hold the blessed hope of everlasting life given us through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue with the reading of God's word. Our lecture this morning is Shelley Sarkeesian. Good morning. Our first reading from God's Word on this third Sunday in Advent is from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 55, beginning with verse 1. The reading begins on page 774 of the Red Bibles. In this passage, the prophet Isaiah brings word, words of great hope to the people exiled in Babylon. God's Word will be effective, and the people will be welcomed home to their land once again. But would they be ready to receive it? Hear now to the words of the prophet. Isaiah 55, chapter uh, 1 through 13. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk, without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and you will delight in the riches of fare. Give ear and come to me, listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations you do not know will hasten to you. Because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the evil man his thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, 
so that it yields seed for the sower and the bread for the eater, so is my word that comes out from my mouth. It will not return empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace, and the mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thornbush will grow the pine tree, and instead of the briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be the Lord's renown for an everlasting sign, which will not be destroyed. Here ends the reading for today. Thank you, Shelley. I invite you to stand for the brief gospel reading. For this Sunday, the gospel according to St. John, the fifth chapter, beginning with verse 24. These are the words of our Lord. I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. I tell you the truth, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Beloved of God, grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, this morning on this third Sunday in Advent, we find ourselves smack dab in the middle of this season, this first season of the year. Originally, Advent was a very somber and humble season. It was a season of darkness. Um... But on the third Sunday, which is this Sunday, congregations were permitted and encouraged to rejoice. As we heard in the reading from Kara uh, this morning, the candle for the third Sunday in Advent is the pink one, set apart from the three other purple candles. It is the candle of proclamation and joy. Well, in the text we have before us this morning, the text that Shelley read to us, the prophet Isaiah declares in his proclamation, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you. These are words filled with expectation, hope, and rejoicing, preparing the people of God, if you will, to go home for the holidays, to be about their preparations, to pack their bags, for the Lord, the source of all life, is about to set them free from their captivity, to open the doors of their prison cells, and to bring them back to their land. The prophet proclaims these words of hope and joy, precious words for the people of his day, appropriate words for us in this season of Advent as we anticipate the birth of our Lord Jesus and the joy he will bring to all the world. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you among us of this precious day. And as we prepare to celebrate your birth among us, as we prepare to gather with family and friends, uh, many of us do so with great joy and expectation. Others of us feel deeply the absence of those who have died. We pray that you would grant those of us who suffer your comfort 
and the assurance that our loved ones are in your presence, that you are watching over them and caring for them. Grant to us the joyful expectation of heavenly reunion. Be with each one of us on this day, in this season of Advent. Fill us with your hope and your joy. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Haley Thomas was eight years old when her father was first diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. The news frightened Haley and the rest of her family as they were told that if the illness progressed, their father could lose a limb or even his life. When they learned that food could be the cause as well as the remedy, the family was moved to action. And within a year of changing their eating habits and learning to live a healthier lifestyle, they completely turned around their father's diabetes. It proved to young Haley how powerful food is, how it can heal and how it can injure. And it inspired her to share what she had learned with her peers. Haley was only 12 years old when she started her nonprofit organization called Happy. Healthy, active, positive, purposeful youth is what the acronym Happy stands for. It's an organization that brings nutrition and cooking lessons to underserved children in an effort to promote healthy eating and sustainable lifestyle practices. Now aged 16, Haley Thomas was in the spotlight of CNN's Heroes, designated a young wonder. It aired last Friday night. She is the youngest certified integrated health coach in the United States. I would encourage you, if you can find it on CNN, you can find it on, uh, on the web, uh, to listen to Haley's story. There are others that uh, simply filled my eyes with tears uh, to see these young people and the wonderful gifts that they have to share. The prophet says this morning, why do you spend money for what is not bread? and your wages for that which does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in abundance. The Lord speaks through his prophet Isaiah to get the people to stop and recognize that not only their food habits, but their spiritual and soulful habits are not nutritious. The words they're listening to and allowing their lives to be guided by, these words are not serving to bring them health and wholeness, for these words are not words of truth. Incline your ear to me, and come to me, says the Lord. Listen, that your soul may live. The Lord declares through his prophet that his words for his people are unique and life-giving. The importance of feasting on God's word on a daily basis cannot be overstated. Luther writes in his small catechism that hearing God's word is part of our daily bread, all that we need from day to day. And Jesus himself tells us that man shall not live on bread alone, 
but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. I have some suggestions for you uh, to feast on God's word, uh, to prepare these spiritual meals, if you will. Uh, in the entryway of our church, we have a couple of devotions uh, that are available to you, one called Christ in Our Home, one called The Word in Season. Uh, these have a whole quarter's worth of daily readings in them, so three months in each of these guides. We usually have some left over when we go to put the new quarter up there, so please stop by, uh, help yourself. They're free and uh, a good guide. Or you could choose to work your way through one of the Gospels, reading a bit each day. You need not read large sections. Just savor the words. Let them seep into your deepest being. Let your partaking be spiritual and soulful. Next Sunday, we will be seated at table to begin dining on the Gospel of John. That might be a good place for you to start in your own daily devotion. As you meditate on the verses at home in your personal time with God, you may discover the sermon to be more enriching and more effective. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. These words remind us to make the most of those times when you sense God's presence in a deeper, unmistakable way. Cherish those moments. Like an especially good meal, don't rush through it. Don't miss the moments. Enjoy the presence of God deeply. Delight in his goodness. And then there are times when you might recognize that you are rather out of touch with God, or that your sins have placed you on a path that has taken you far, far away, where you have been scrounging for any old food you can find, dumpster diving into self-help sections. Hear the invitation of the Lord. Hear the invitation this morning to return. God says to you, I will have compassion. I will abundantly pardon it is a call to return to full restoration, even as the prodigal son in the story that Jesus tells in Luke chapter 15, when he comes to his senses and decides to go home to his father, he's willing to return as a servant, but he is surprised when his father receives him into full sonship, and he is invited to take part in the feast deep of the fattened calf. God's forgiveness is not flippant. It is deep, real, meaningful, and life-giving. My word will not return to me empty, says the Lord, without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. God's word is active, powerful, and successful. The ancient Jews believed that when the word was spoken, the word went forth to perform its work. There was no taking back a word that was spoken. It was an unretrievable action. It was, as the French say, a fait accompli, an accomplished fact. Luther well knew the power of the word of God. 
For Luther, God's word was a promise that could be held on to and trusted. When God claims you as his own, as we sang in the song this morning, I am yours, when God claims you as his own and declares you are mine, this is a powerful, nourishing word that I can live by. I'm a child of the king. When God tells you that you are pardoned, that your sins are forgiven, this is a powerful and nourishing word, a word to live by. I am forgiven. I am free. The word of the prophets is a word of hope. You, go, you will go out with joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth into shouts of joy before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. In other words, all nature will rejoice at what God will cause to happen for his people. This is perfect joy and perfect peace. As the prophet removes the cover, so to speak, from this divine delicacy, revealed within this nutritious portion is a nugget of promise. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the Lord says. And these words are served. David, leader, commander. For God had not forgotten his promise. God would raise up a descendant of David from their midst. God would serve up something new, but with a hint of flavor that would remind the people of the meals they had enjoyed in the past. God would continue in all faithfulness with his people and would speak to them through this one to come, a, life, a word that was life-giving indeed. For Jesus himself would be manna divine, Bread, come down from heaven. He who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. The dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. The powerful word, spoken by an all-powerful God, has gone forth into the world to accomplish its work. By the word of God, the heavens and the earth were made. By the word of God, Dry, dusty bones can live once again. By the word of God, we live. And this powerful word of God is not finished. It will transform itself, manifest itself, and come to dwell in our midst. This is our great Advent hope, and it is drawing ever closer. So come to the altar of God this morning. Eat that which is true food. Drink that which is true drink. Be refreshed, be renewed, come alive, dear church. Be fed, that you might go forth boldly to bear this good news to all, news of joy and peace in the one who is to come, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, again we thank you for the celebration of your birth we thank you for your amazing grace which has come to us. Help us to receive you fully and to share you with all. In Jesus' name, amen.
so tender and alive. Sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. now confess our common faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed, I invite you to stand. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, we give you thanks and praise this day for the gift that you have given to us, the gift of life, the wonderful privilege to live this day. We pray that we would recognize your presence in all of it, that we would live our lives to your glory that we would spread your love and your joy to all the world. Lord, in your mercy. Oh Lord, during this Advent season, we pray that our focus might truly be upon you. There is much going on in this busy season where we can be so easily distracted. And so we pray that you would help us to keep our focus, to make good preparations 
to receive you, Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, many among your people are suffering and ill. We lift before you those who have uh, reached the end of themselves and now look to you for mercy and compassion. We lift before you Jacqueline Ishu, Suzanne von Stern, Jack Terrell, Farinaz Azarkur, and her family, Bobby Taylor. We pray that you would continue to watch over them, keep them in, in your loving kindness and grace. Lord, in your mercy. I thank you this day for my son, Peter, as he celebrates his 25th birthday. Continue to draw him close to yourself, Lord God. Continue to bless him, lead and guide him in your ways. We remember before you today St. Luke Church in Sunnyvale, as well as St. John Lutheran Church, as they worship together for the last time as a congregation. We pray that as St. Luke welcomes new people into their midst, you would continue to bless their ministry under Pastors Bob McKee and Gary Birkeland. Be with the families who have lost loved ones and grieve over their deaths, especially the families of Brooks Ton, Frank Maxie, and Bill Williams. Be with Saratoga Mayor Mary Lynn Bernald and the Saratoga City Council. Empower them for service in this community. And Lord, for missionaries in faraway places, for the Stone family in Turkey, the Pixleys in Croatia, the Wicks in Cartagena, and the Shalhubs in the Middle East and North Africa, we pray that you would keep them safe, bless their ministry to your glory. Lord, in your mercy. It is into your hands, O Lord, that we commend all for whom we pray. With these spoken prayers, the silent prayers of our hearts, and lifting before you all that you know that we need. Trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The congregation may be seated. We continue with our offering. Now, oh Lord, you are a shield about me. You're my glory. You're the lifter of my head. Join together in prayer. 
Dear Lord, we are mindful of the many gifts you've given us. Help us to see your hand in all our blessings and teach us your generosity that we may share with others the grace you bestowed upon us. This we ask in Jesus' name. now here in this place, we remember that in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of we join together in singing our Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive. Those who sinned against us, save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, the glory are yours, now and forever. This is the Lord's table. All who believe and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior are welcome to this communion. Please come at the invitation of your Lord. So I wait 
Now the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bless you and keep you in his grace now and forever. Amen. Please stand for the close of the service. Receive the blessing for the journey. Go now and share the story of Jesus and live the life of Jesus. Remember always God's faithfulness to you and may that certainty grant you courage and strength to live each day for his glory. Amen. Our sending song is Your Love. Let's sing. You heard him say that. Let's sing, everybody. Come on. Merry Christmas. I felt it first when I was younger. A strange connection to the light. Try to satisfy the hunger. I never got it right. 
Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful week. Thank you.